What's up, guys? Zane here. Welcome to another episode of the Everything Vive podcast. I am joined by Ronnie. Ronnie, how's it going, man? It's going great. How are you? Did you finally uh, get caught up on some sleep? Oh my gosh, man. This this weekend has been glorious. I've gotten many, many hours of sleep. GDC was fun. This is my first time, as uh, as I've mentioned in previous podcasts, but it uh, it took a lot out of me. And it just I picked some pretty bad flights, as we had been talking about beforehand. So, <laughs> uh, you know, taking the red Literally eye, like taking like worst. 6 a.m. flights, and just the amount of like walking you do around that convention center. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, with our schedules as packed as they were running from one place to the next, it was fun. I think I was like all hyped up on adrenaline. And as soon as I came back, I crashed. So this weekend has been good and, uh, I'm ready to, no, I'm not really ready to hit the, the week here, but <laughs> I'll, I'll do what I yeah. can. We're, we're recording this on Sunday night, Sunday, the 24th. So, um, yeah, man, let's, uh, let's just dive in. This is, uh, what we like to do as our, uh, at least moving forward, our new Monday kind of VR news roundup. Now, I mean, there was a ton of news last week. And, uh, as we had mentioned, we have, uh, quite a bit of content that we want to share with you. And so I had, we'd mentioned on Twitter that we want to, instead of just dropping all these episodes at one time, um, we're going to just, so it doesn't get overwhelming. We're going to do one episode a day until we run out of the content, uh, just so that it gives us a little bit of something. And it's not like, oh my God, you guys have to download like 20 episodes or however much we have. So that, that will come throughout the rest of the week, but every Monday we will try to do a little bit of a, a news roundup where we look back over the past week and, um, and just kind of dissect any tidbits on uh, Vive and VR news. So, uh, like I was saying earlier, GDC was last week. There was quite a bit of news, and obviously we we covered as much of that as we could. But I thought this could be something a little bit different, where uh, maybe, Ronnie, you and I can just focus on a recap for GDC. This being round two for you and uh, round one for me. Mm-hmm. So, um, let's, let's go ahead and start there. You know, I, I think... I think uh, you your perspective will probably be a little bit more interesting than mine. Mine will just sound kind of fanboyish and how much I had. But now that you've been to two GDCs, or this you know this is the second time around, like what are what are some things that you noticed or learned? Like what was different this time around? Aside from the fact that like you know we had uh, the full team there, but you know what what did you what were some of your takeaways from GDC um, now that you'd had a chance to kind of sink your teeth into it last year and, and know what, what the deal was. Yeah. So, um, I guess just in general, I mean, the shows were a little bit different for me. So last year it was just, I was bombarded with, with lots and lots of software titles. And this year there were a lot of great software titles too. I mean, I actually think there were more VR titles being shown at this year's GDC than last year. But for some reason, last year, I guess the titles kind of took the spotlight for me. Uh, there were a couple of games that ended up being kind of my favorites. Like, like Creed, for example, was something I tried for the first time uh, at last year's GDC. So I had never heard of or played it prior to that show. So that was kind of a big one for me. And then uh, some of the games that... You also tried you know, uh, I got Beat to Saber, too. I want to mention that. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, that's true. And then... See, so, and, so and nobody knew what Beat was games, at that time. Yeah, no, exactly. Like, it, it was still, you know, really new. There was some buzz on it, but, like, no one had any idea that it was going to be, you know, the huge hit it was. So, yeah, like, like those are two great examples of games that ended up being huge um, and, and 
2018 slash 2019. And, you know, I tried those all for the first time last year. So like when I think back to GDC 2018 and the, and, and the stuff that excited me the most at that show, it was, you know, some of those, those titles, uh, this year, like I said, I, I actually think overall, I tried out more titles and there's a lot of really cool titles that I'm super excited about. Like just off the top of my head, I mean, I'm still absolutely like ecstatic to try and play through Vacation Simulator more. Uh, you and I were just talking, you know, about that a little bit before we started the recording. But I mean, that's one game that I tried for the first time at last year's GDC, and I still haven't gotten a chance to, you know, check it out at home yet because, you know, it's coming out later this year. So um, that's a game I'm super excited about. Get to, got to play more of it here, um, but. But, you know, besides just titles, I think what stands out about this year's show, GDC 2019, is just all of the hardware announcements. I feel like, I mean, whether they were revolutionary hardware announcements or not, the fact that there was just a lot of hardware announcements, period, being made at the show, new hardware that I hadn't, you know, that we got to check out at the show for the first time, like, that's, that's what stands out to me. So last year, it was about the software. This year, it was more of the awesome software plus the hardware announcements. Yeah, I mean, that's... Well, again, I wasn't there last year, but I, I was there in spirit just because I think you and I were doing uh, like nightly recaps where you'd be sending me oh, yeah. the audio from the, epi- or audio from the interviews that you were doing. And um, yeah, I mean, just in general, like this GDC seemed to have a lot more hype around it. And not just from a VR mm-hmm. standpoint, I, I remember that article that you had sent me beforehand, which I had shared in a previous episode or in last week's uh, VR News Roundup episode. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, you know, they it, obviously you have the Vive there, you have the Vive Pro, Vive Pro I, but the big announcements by Oculus with, with the Rift S and the... Um, and the Oculus Quest, you know, there was mm-hmm. a, a HP, sorry, not HP, although HP was something I saw in the news recently, but obviously PlayStation yeah. was there doing their thing. Then you had Pico, which no. is another one, uh, which we, we well, tried to stop the at their HP, booth. But sorry, go ahead. I'll, yeah. I'll stop you for just a second. No, I was just going to, I was going to mention, yeah, H, HP did show off a new headset. Uh, we didn't get a chance, like for some reason, literally in all of the pictures I saw of the headset, it was right next to where we were, you and I were like, a ton on Thursday. I think, I think they must've been showing it off more on Friday for some reason. So that that's actually something we'll have to look into trying out sometime in the future, but they, they actually showed something, uh, a pretty cool headset that everybody's been talking about at the show. And, and we just didn't happen to run across it. Yeah, I, I know. I was reading a lot about it, uh, this over the weekend, but I, uh, well, you know what, let's, <laughs> that is definitely something we, we will try to, uh, get our hands on to give a, a little bit more of a perspective of, of what we think. But, um, I mean, we already spoke in a previous episode about the Rift and the uh, Rift S and the Quest. Uh, those are some yeah. some uh, headsets that we did get to, to try on. Um, I think we had a little bit of experience with, like, Magic Leap as well uh, for mm-hmm. more AR experiences. Uh, we used the Vive Focus. Um, or was that the Vive Focus Plus? Or was it just the Vive Focus? I, it was just the I, Vive Focus. So... So I think we just used the Vive Focus um, when we were at the show floor, and I, but I actually did get to use a Vive Focus Plus when I was with the folks over at Vertigo Games. 
Oh, nice. Okay. So they did. So. I mean, it's basically, it's honestly like, a, I, I think you had used some of the dev, like, like basically the, the main difference between the, the Vive Focus and the Focus Plus is that there was kind of like a, like, I, I guess, I guess basically it adds the, the six degrees of freedom motion controls to the Focus. The original Focus had only three degrees of freedom for the controllers. Got it. And, yeah, or yeah. For the, for the controller, I should say. So then, so yeah, basically like there's a dev kit of the focus that has like a sensor kind of tacked onto it that lets it do the full six degrees for the controllers. And then the plus just has that all built in. So the, the, those are the main differences that I could tell. Gotcha. Yeah. No, I mean, like yeah. I said, there there's just like a slew of headsets that are either in development or coming out or soon to be out. Um, we tried some Qualcomm stuff as well. Oh, yep. That's a, that's a good point as well. They had, they had some interesting, uh, stuff that they're doing in AR and what they're doing from like the underlying standpoint of tech, right. For uh, a lot of the different headsets, uh, at least specifically for HTC. So, yeah, I mean, there was, there was quite a few things that we got to try there. Uh, Obviously maybe, uh, had we been, um, had we gone in on Friday as well, or if we had been there for the whole week, we may have had a chance to go, but um, I, you know, I felt like we were, we were pretty good in terms of trying to get around as much oh, yeah. as we, we could. And, and, and I mean, this is more so you and I kind of game planning for next year or what we'd like to do. But, um, I think it's just kind of fun to do that out loud with our listeners. Cause maybe we can get some, uh, some type of feedback for folks who have been to GDC. Now, Wednesday and Thursday were like the big days for us where we had a ton of, um, a ton of different meetings throughout the day. And I remember talking with you Thursday afternoon before my flight out. And one of the things that I'd brought up was having back-to-back meetings was fun. I'm glad that we had the opportunity to meet with so many folks, but I think next year Mm -hmm. what we, what we need to do is take a much more methodical approach uh, to, to trying to get around the floor Uh, and whether that's Mm -hmm. blocking out specific amounts of time to just go and check out things and like, Hey, Let's let's stop by the the HP booth. Hey, let's stop by the PS uh, PlayStation booth. What let's see what Microsoft is up to. You know what I mean? Um, so just mm-hmm. ha- having dedicated times because when we were going around the floor, it was like in between meetings and like five, 10, 15 minutes here and there, and I ju- it it just felt super disorganized. And like for me, you yeah. know, first time being at GDC it was way overwhelming. Like just all, all this stimulation coming from all different directions, which was which was amazing because like if you're into tech at all, like it's just awesome to be around. Uh, all those different types of things and in that scene. Um, and I, like mm-hmm. I said, I think I just, it would have been nicer to have more time to go around uh, just, just wandering, you know, but wandering, well, yeah, and the, w- wandering with purpose. And, yeah, no, I agree with you. And I mean, like the HP thing is a good example of this. Like uh, to some degree, like, I mean, obviously there's the big stuff that no one's going to miss, but yeah, you never know. Like, especially since we're kind of a niche in terms of, like we're we're primarily focused on the VR and AR related, you know, stuff at, at GDC, more so the VR stuff. And like, you know, there's there's so many companies showing off so many cool things at the show that uh, you know there might be some VR content kind of hidden behind you know the corner of a certain booth here or there that like we you know just we we might have walked right past it and not thought to to actually go and check it out. Maybe if we were uh, you know, able to spend a little bit more time uh, to kind of go through step by step each of the booths. You know, we would we would uh, 
we would we wouldn't miss some some of the things that we might miss otherwise you know yeah and and no i'm i'm not going to this isn't a a thing on on you because i know you did a lot of the the scheduling and i'm not oh, I'm, no, no, no. I'm not going to get too bent like out that. of shape out of it like i said this <laughs> this is more so um you know i we we had a i had a really good time so you know we i felt like we we covered a lot of ground we we spoke with a lot of interesting folks and had just just i felt like our our time was very well used there and i think maybe maybe it's just being there for an extra day or or having a little bit more of a focus like time to to go around but at the end of the day like you said mm-hmm. i mean I, I think that actually speaks to the type of of conference that gdc is and just how massive um, of, of a conference it really is when you think about it and, and all the people there, oh, yeah. all the folks who are showing off really, really cool things. And like, I mean, even if we had all the time to go around the entire floor, like, I, I don't know that we would be able to hit everything because it's just like, just being no. in uh, Moscone South hall, it, it was taking forever just to go through a lot of the stuff there. And then all of a sudden we, you know, we'd have to run to the North hall to do some of our meetings and check out some of the, the folks there. And it wasn't until like halfway through Wednesday where we're like, Whoa, there's like a center hall here too. Remember? Like we didn't realize yep. there was a bunch of other, uh, a bunch of other um, exhibits and things, which is where the, uh, the HCC VR play area ended up being. Right. So, you know, like yep. it just, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's really, it's really something to kind of take in and especially, for uh, a you know, first attendee like and myself. it's such a yeah it's such a feel-good atmosphere too just because everybody has so much passion for what they're doing and they're really eager to show it off and, and show it to people that haven't tried it yet and so really i mean yeah if if anybody out there ever gets a chance to go to gdc uh you know due to projects you're working on or whatever it's it's such a an awesome conference to attend i, I really out of out of the conferences i've attended so far in the games industry, GDC is definitely my favorite. Yeah, I, I mean, there's just uh, you. You kind of hit the nail on the head there with with passion, and I think just you know, in uh, well, I won't I won't get into specifics, but in some of the the private demos that we had, I mean, some of these some of these guys who we've gotten to know over the years and are still making games um, are just like oozing with this stuff, right? Like they get giddy showing us games and like that's awesome. Like that makes me happy. Right. Cause it's just like, you see someone who takes a lot of pride in their work, uh, and is obviously had a lot of success in the titles that they they've been putting out. And now they have like this new thing that they're excited to share. And like, that makes me excited to try it. That makes me excited to share it with other folks. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I totally, I totally know what you mean. So, so and then, yeah, tons of folks we met with, you know, just ooze that kind of passion and excitement about, about VR and about, all of the stuff we love. So it's, it's awesome to be able to share that. So, yeah. And like you said, I mean, I think, and granted my, you know, I'm, I might be looking at with rose colored glasses or I might be in the minority, but I, I didn't have a bad experience in terms of, you know, everyone there seemed respectful. It seemed like a very like open nurturing environment. Obviously, you know, when people are giving out free swag, everybody's just kind of excited. Right. And everybody's just kind of playing video <laughs> games, but you know, I didn't see any like, issues there was no tension around uh, there there didn't seem to be anything at least from my perspective and I, I felt like we did a good amount of like running around and seeing a lot of the floor so yeah yeah i mean you know it's it it definitely is a feel good environment to be in and uh, like ronnie mentioned if if you do ever get the chance to to go in the future i think whether whether you're just going to check it out as a casual consumer or if you are working on a project and showcase it there i i would highly recommend trying to 
trying to get in just because, I mean, the amount of folks that you are around who have the technical savvy and just, I mean, these are, these are the folks you want to be around in the industry, right? So it definitely makes sense to, to be there. And I, this is the only gaming conference I have been to, but you know, I think I can say pretty confidently without bashing any other conferences that this is worthwhile to go to. Yeah, no, I agree. And, and as far as like the, like kind of my overall outlook on, I think when I, when I look back at what was kind of unique about this year's GDC, I mean, obviously the Google announcement, uh, them getting into games in a big way uh, with Stadia and their streaming gaming service, that's huge. Um, but the other one, just from the VR standpoint, is, I mean, I know that the HTC Cosmos wasn't announced at this show or anything, but, you know, the Rift S was. They also showed off, you know, the, the Oculus Quest a little bit. And so I, I think this year is the year that kind of sensor-based VR is going to be slowly laid to rest because everything now seems to be coming out. All of the, the headsets of the future seem to really be geared towards inside-out tracking. And so it, it's kind of a nice, I mean, obviously there's, there's some advantages to tracking without, with external sensors. Um, accuracy being the main one and not, you know, being able to, to, you know, avoid any kind of uh, occlusion or getting the, the, the controllers out of the sensors reach, that sort of stuff. But the advantages of not having to worry about ever setting up sensors or installing them on walls or anything like that, just, I think, hugely outweighs. And so uh, it, what, what I was going to say is I think it's nice that, you know, especially this round, um, Besides comfort features, the, Ocul the Oculus Rift S, and I mean, we don't know much about the Focus yet, I guess, or not the Focus, the Cosmos yet. Um, but, you know, it's, uh, it seems like they'll be able to be kind of, you know, in tandem with the, the current system. So, you know, if you want to use your Rift with the sensors or the Vive with the lighthouses, it's going to be there. It's going to give you great tracking. It's going to work. Um, meanwhile, if you don't have a headset yet and you've been kind of, you know, put off by having to use sensors, you can, it's, there's never been a better time to jump into VR. You can grab a, a Rift S when it's, uh, in, it eventually comes out later in the spring or, you know, possibly the cosmos when, when we find out more about that. But, um, and then, you know, you don't have to worry. So like having this sensorless world kind of off in the, in the not too distant future and it being able to, you know, coexist with a lot of the headsets that are out there that are still being supported. It's uh, yeah. I think this was, this is the first conference where I, I can generally see, okay, all of the major players, even in their high end offerings are now kind of slowly showing us that we're not going to be having like a super, you know, sensor filled room VR future. Yeah, and I mean this is this is what you wanted to see, right? Like and and I know some folks are probably complaining that development is happening slower than they would have anticipated or expected, but you know, like I we we've been talking about wireless VR for a while. Um the sensors haven't been as big of an issue, but I think as soon as they go away, people will realize what a nuisance they are because it makes VR that much more portable, right? Like for example with the the Rift S 
Um, you're, if you have a, a solid gaming laptop, like you can take that literally anywhere and you don't have to set up sensors. It's just, it's super easy, right? Like as opposed to the, the Rift as it is now or the Vive, you know, I kind of have my, my stuff or at least the way that I have my, the lighthouses or base stations kind of set up, like they're kind of ingrained to the wall. I don't like moving them, uh, because I don't like, like setting them up again. And so, mm-hmm. uh, and again, we, we had kind of previously talked about this before, but I think if you have a premium headset now, right? Like if you have the Rift or if you have the the HTC Vive, I think you'll appreciate some of the things that are around the corner when it comes to looking at something like the Oculus Quest or the the Oculus Rift S um, or the Vive Cosmos when that when that eventually comes out. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I, I mean, you know what I mean. So like, it's it's incremental steps, but I think that these are since we're still in the uh, initial stages here, like these increments are pretty big steps in my opinion. No, I, I totally agree. And these are all things that you'll see most likely on the net next headsets in one way or another, like, you know, any kind of uh, developments or thing, lessons learned from the inside out tracking systems on these headsets right now are going to make their way into whatever becomes hopefully the Rift 2 or the Vive 2 or whatever, you know, consumer facing products there are going to be. I mean, this is all a continuum, right? So um, any, you know, as we get lower price points, we're going to, you know, obviously certain, certain things are going to be cut due to cost, but also with time comes more advances and those advances can just for, you know, be, be improved and then, be brought with more advances on onto the next ones. I mean, I, I totally, I totally think everybody was expecting at some point that we wouldn't have to worry about sensors. And, and quite frankly, um, if, if you were to tell people in 2016 that in 2019, you're going to have, you know, you weren't, you were going to have a headset with, you know, that, that are, that are higher, both higher in resolution uh, lighter, cheaper, and sensorless. I mean, that's already a pretty good step forward, you know? Now we're just waiting, I think, to, to see really, you know, more advanced uh, technologies come in at, you know, a relatively, like, you know, a, a relatively decent price point. But, I mean, that's, again, it's around the corner. That Those, those things won't happen until uh, these things happen first, so... I think, yeah, I think they're all really good stuff. So, no, I mean, as and again, like obviously, I think our perspectives are very, very biased because we've just we've been excited about this space for a while. Um, and yeah. you know, not not that price point isn't an issue. Like, it's not like you and I are rolling in money, and I'm not trying to make that insinuation no. by any means. But That's you know, like, not true. like this is like this is this is where we choose to to spend our time. Like, these are our hobbies. This is where we where we feel like uh, you know our our free time or I don't know you know you get what I'm saying right like th- this is what we I do. this is what we like to do so we are willing to fork up whatever it is as early adopters and get excited about it whereas like I can totally understand folks who want to wait until there's more mainstream adoption wait until there's a killer app wait until it's just generally easier right but I think that the uh, it's it's definitely coming and you know uh, uh, the Oculus Quest has me excited uh, and I know yeah, I, you- I think it's going to be Rough, it's going to be the same price, I think, as the Rift S, and I've been 
yeah. kind of toying yeah. up with the idea of getting one or the other. Well, it was always going to be the Quest, but after trying the Rift S, the Rift S looked pretty good, and just the ability to to play that without whatever kind of kind of had me thinking about it. But I think I think the Quest. As long as uh, as long as it can handle some of the higher end games, or if there are games that come out for it that fit the, mm-hmm. fit the platform well, um, you know, I, I'm excited. I think that there's a lot of really cool things that can come from it. And you know, we got to play I mean, we got to play Beat Saber, which again is not anything new. But you know, there were a couple of, of new titles or upcoming titles, which I'm not sure if we're not allowed to mention, but um, that that we did try during our our, our private session, and so. I mean, that stuff was fun. And I think the fact that you'll be able to just like pick that up and go wherever you want and then mm-hmm. play, or like if we have multiple, like, you know, set one up in, in uh, the living room and another one up in a bedroom and all of a sudden you're, you're multiplayer. You know what I mean? Things like that, I think is yeah. going to make it really fun. No, I'm, so I'm yeah, it, it sounds fun. Sounds cool. Oh, what up, Damon? Thanks for what up? In. We weren't sure. Sorry, I'm passionately late. <laughs> no worries no worries we were actually getting close to wrapping up but before we do that I, we're we need, <laughs> we need to get your take man like this is this is your first gdc as well and obviously you've been following this stuff much longer than we have so give us give us your hot take what are you thinking how was your um, first gdc i i was uh i, I didn't really have an, a, a preset opinion about the rift s um and i i definitely had a like a like a preset idea in my head about the quest and uh, I was both pretty happily surprised, I, I think, for both of them. The Quest, I was not prepared for how easy it was to set it up. And when I did the uh, room setup and how fast I went from, you know, taking it out of the place it was set up. And then within, it was like 15, 20 seconds, it was set up for a new place. That I was blown away how easy that was and that process. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I remember yeah, the, the, the tech was still helping Ronnie with the Rift S, and you just you just went and picked up the the Oculus uh, Quest, and like you literally had it set up just, on the other side of the yeah. room without asking any questions. Yeah, yeah, it was it was incredibly intuitive and, and very quick, and and didn't really like uh, it was very it had that Oculus feel like the, the menus and things like that, but it not at all did it help that I already you know I was familiar with the Oculus interface. That wasn't mm-hmm. a big deal. It was just really easy to figure out and go, oh, okay. It was already prompting you, like, oh, do you want to draw a new play area? And yeah, sure. So that yeah. I was impressed with. I was very impressed with um, playing Beat Saber on it. And then a couple of the other games that we played on it were shockingly good. And the experience between going from back and forth from the Rift S uh, to the to the quest i was i was pretty impressed for a device that's all in one you know using a mobile snapdragon processor uh and, the, and of course the visuals on it look phenomenal and i thought the weight was great so i was i was really impressed with the quest i really really enjoyed it the rift s uh from a, the outside perspective it kind of didn't wow me visually from the way it was put together because it kind of just looked like a lenovo you know, this looks like a mixed reality headset I've seen before. Mm-hmm. It it didn't have the same effect when I, you know, first opened the box on the Rift and looked at it. And it would, it just looks real sleek and futuristic, and it just has a real cool design uh, look to it. So it it didn't hit me, but it, maybe it's not its fault because it shares a lot of the same uh, aspects from, you know, the, its mixed reality cousins. So, but when I 
I was happy when I used it because it looked phenomenal. I mean, the 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 visuals, the optics on it are great. I thought the black levels were really really good. Um, mm-hmm. You know that 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 the the pattern for the the RGB stripe pattern looks phenomenal. Um, I didn't really see any kind of ghosting or anything like that. I didn't mm-hmm. see hardly any, if at all. Um, any kind of like uh, god rays or things like that. So that was all in the like, and then the weight was great. The cable I felt was a little heavier. I even talked to the tech and said, "Hey, this feels a little heavier." And it's a, it's you know it's an all in one cable for USB and Display Port, so it feels yeah. a tad bit heavier. But it may have been it was so short, you know, there was Which very I think short is cable. Interesting. Yeah, I think it's interesting that they're using Display Port instead of the virtual link. Yeah, yeah, that that it's kind of the. Maybe that was what was before it was finalized, or they didn't want to. I don't know. It's it's an interesting point. Yeah. Yeah, it, it felt hungry to me. They too. definitely want. They definitely want common denominator. They want what, what as many yeah. people have as possible. So that's yep. Oculus, Facebook in general. So I was yep. really impressed with those two things. Um, the tracking again. Also, I was you know I really haven't used a lot of mixed reality stuff, just barely. So and and that never really wowed me, but I, I was pretty impressed with the tracking. The controllers uh, seem to kind of always stay in track, and then when I went out of my way, they snapped back in really fast when I brought them back into the range of the headset. So, I yeah. it kind of melted away. That was a big thing. I was, uh, I, I kind of th- thought once I knew it was going to be uh, tracking through uh, cameras on the headset itself, I thought, oh well, I'm gonna. This is going to be kind of a thing that's going to annoy me. But I never really even thought about it. After a minute or two, I just I was playing the game and I didn't really think about it. And I guess that's the biggest test. Does it kind of melt away? Um, is it is it an issue? Now, granted, I didn't play a game where I was reaching on my back for stuff, but you know, we I played a good bit. And uh, yeah, until I until I get you know a round of onward where I'm having to grab the PDA off my back or I'm playing some other game with like bow and arrow that kind of stuff, uh, that'd be the ultimate test. But for what we played and what games we played. I was yeah. pleasantly surprised. Yeah, yeah no, I 100%. agree. And what do you think about the show just in general? Like besides the Oculus stuff, just what, what um, was your general takeaway as 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 a I first was, uh, attendee? First yeah, attendee? yeah. Uh, it was a lot to take in. I mean, there was just so much just information. And I and I I've, I've been to E three a long time ago, and I've been to other conventions and stuff, but I, it didn't seem to be. This was completely different because it was so much gaming in all directions. I mean, they had classic arcade games on the floor. They had retro stuff. They had uh, the alt control section, which was a lot of like students and with like crazy control setups. And Mm -hmm. they had every kind of game publisher you can imagine. The big, you know, big AAA publishers that were there, spending tons of money with like crazy setups, and then everybody in between. And then even going to the uh, VR mixer where we saw the absolute brawlest of indie developers showing off what they have to show off. Um, the whole experience was just, it was kind of like information overload and it would, my mind at night was just running <laughs> with all the stuff that I went over and I and going through the video footage of what I've got um, and trying to cut down and get the, you know, the best of the best so I can put that together into videos. I'm definitely seeing like how it was an insane amount of stuff. But I was, <laughs> I was, I had a lot because I, I, we, I physically met you guys for the first time. Yep. Uh, I, I'd never been to, never been to San Francisco and never been to GDC. So it was kind of like, that's crazy. You know, 
three big giant things all happen at the same time. Plus having to walk in with a lot of, you know, press media that have been doing this for a long time that have a lot of, you know, uh, genuine press credentials that are, uh, you know, big time names and, uh, and seeing those and then knowing that you're, you know, you're in the same room with these people and, you know, the whole, you know, uh, let's, you know, just hit the ground running. Let's, let's do this. Let's, uh, let's work hard. And, uh, I, I, that was my impression. It was just a lot to take in all at the same time. Yeah. It was great. I, I loved every minute of it, even though at the end of the day, Ronnie was right about this. At the end of the day, after a couple of days, you get a little rundown of walking <laughs> around. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, uh, but I think we it were was a good, all a good feeling time. it. Yeah. It was a good tired. Yeah, at the end of like day three or when I was about to leave in my flight, uh, I was like, yeah. if somebody had offered me like an 8K headset with you know no lag and everything, and they'd be like, hey, try this out. I'm like, no, I, I gotta go, man. I'm, I'm exhausted. <laughs> I was I was definitely I was definitely video game and VR'd out. I was like, okay, I've reached my maximum. Uh, it was just too much. I was full of information and full of seeing everything, but I I, I really did love it and I really had a great time and and I was uh, it was really cool to be there and to meet you guys and to experience it. So yeah, that's my, that's my recap. Uh, you as well, man. I, I, I think we, we had a solid showing there for everything vibe. I mean, Ronnie held down the fort last year, but I think, uh, I think we were really efficient in terms of the content we were trying to get and provide. And I, I, I had a lot of fun. Uh, so it was, it was a good time for me and I, I hope that we can go back in the future for, uh, any other types of events that GDC, well, I guess for GDC, but even other other conferences, I think it'd be it'd be good to yeah. go to. Just now, now that I know the cadence, now that I know kind of how these things go, uh, and with the way that I do follow tech news in general or the tech scene in general, um, just being around there was was a different you know it's a different kind of energy. So, uh, and you had mentioned going to E3 uh, many years ago, but I'm sure you know GDC in 2019 is very different. So. Yeah, like you yeah. said, I mean, it was overwhelming and tiring, but probably in one of the, the best and coolest ways possible. Yeah, and, and it's and, totally. And, oh, go ahead. Oh no, no. But I was going to say one thing that I mentioned to my wife. Um, I think if you come to the expectation that you're going to go there as press and break some like major story and get someone to spill some major piece of information, um, <laughs> I, I think. Well, I just think it's it's a setup recipe for disappointment because everybody that we talk to almost everybody they're very trained they've been you know they're press ready they have a certain amount of stuff they can talk about but the thing that i think we offer and the thing that we can talk to people about is the stuff that it's not breaking news type stuff it's not this like secret it's just their story and where they came from and how they the all the 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 things that happened right and all the millions of things that happened wrong and how they made decisions and how they came to be where they're at with the games and what they're doing those are the stories that nobody covers that are i think are very interesting and i think our listeners enjoy hearing especially developers that want to hear another developer talk about oh i was at this point at one point and i solved it or i made this decision or this was a bad decision or this was a good business decision i think those are the important things and nobody's talking about those kinds of things they all just kind of clamoring for we want to have that you know that 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 headline that is uh, breaking news that in an hour or a day is kind of nobody cares about. Mm-hmm. So I, no, I, I totally once, agree. Cause yeah. Once yeah, you come to that realization. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. No, I, I, no, no, no. I, I was going to like, couldn't have spoken the words better myself. Cause I, I totally agree. Like it's one of those things 
probably the majority of the companies come here with a specific thing that they are kind of you know ready to talk about and and, and like you said the majority of the news outlets out there are going to cover those things and kind of be you know kind of the mouthpiece for you know whatever it is that they're trying to spread the word and and certainly like with our coverage we want to help them do that but at the same time i i think what we've always been focused on when talking to the developers in particular is yeah those those stories that you know people haven't heard from other places and it's not necessarily because the stories are you know secret secrets or anything like that but it's just the fact that like these stories aren't being told and and i think that's one of the things that we've really strived for is to try to kind of fish out those stories fish out those those details that maybe have been overlooked by other people and then make them accessible so that they're not only you know not only for for other people out there that uh, will listen to it and get inspired but also just to document it all because there's so many cool things happening in this industry and there's so many things that you know like I mean this is you know kind of the birth of VR right this is a, a brand new industry that's kind of foaming here and just being put into this world and whatever we can do to kind of capture as much of those moments as possible it I think it we're kind of doing the the people in the future kind of a favor by being able to have access to all that. So that's, that's at least, that's at least some of what I hope to do. Yeah. Uh, no, and, and, by, and, by doing some of this stuff. And we definitely had like this conversation there and kind of just reaffirming like what, what this all started as, right? Like this is, um, you know, we're, we're not about getting like the little sound bites. And I think that's the beauty of like the podcast format and just kind of having a long form uh, type of format. And so I think just allowing folks to tell their stories, obviously through this, you know, the three of us get to tell our own VR stories because it's through our lens, yeah. right? At the end of the day, like this is a, a very subjective podcast because it's it's through our lens and what we see. But I think just giving folks the opportunity to tell those stories that nobody else is going to hear and, and documenting that in a way where, you know, we can really see how and, and where VR came from that's what excites me. And that's, that's what keeps me going in terms of why I continue to do this and why I'm excited to do it. Uh, cause otherwise I, I could just be playing, you know, I could just be playing on my vibe and, and whatever headsets come out in the future. But I think the, the podcast just, it's, it's so cool to just hear a lot of these folks telling their stories because I think it's, it's going to do, it's twofold, right? Like there's a, there's going to be a sense of, um, hopefully inspiration for new folks, um, that are trying to break into the industry or that want to learn more from a development and not, not even development, but folks who are doing stuff in education, folks who are doing stuff in medicine. Like, you know, if you want to get into that and hearing someone else who's kind of taken that, that lead, uh, you can, you can get a lot out of that. And then obviously the other side, which you guys have talked about is, uh, just, just documenting it and, and kind of creating a space for these untold stories to be told and kept somewhere. Yeah, no. And, and and I think the other thing I was just going to say is another big source of, uh, I guess, joy I get from doing the podcast is being able to work with you guys. Like, you guys oh, are awesome. Ronnie and had to make it all I've sappy. Learned, I'm going to go cry oh. now. <laughs> no, but, but honestly, like, I mean, I've learned so much about VR from both, both you, Zane, and you, Damon. Like, just, you know, you, I don't know, it, everybody comes at it from their own unique perspectives. And it's awesome when people that are really excited about something come together and, and share with each other. So yeah, I agree. Uh, totally. I, VR, like 
like if it wasn't for you guys, like I, I wonder like, you know, what my VR experience would be like, like it's, it wouldn't be the same without you, you know? No, you're, you're hundred percent right, man. Well, I mean, obviously from the very like basic fact that you were the one who showed me VR, so I would not be here if it wasn't for you. But you know, I, I think doing this podcast and the, the kind of friendship and relationship business relationship we've kind of built over the, uh, the last couple of years in doing this, um, and almost in a way being forced to talk about VR and our experiences has, uh, has made it the experience that just much more fun, right? Like there's all these different types of things that we not only get to try, but then we actively speak about and analyze with other folks who are in the same boat, you know, like AKA you guys. So that's, that's made this whole ride a lot more fun. And I'm excited to see where it goes as, as VR hopefully, you know, starts to turn another corner in 2019. What was um, not Rift S and not Quest? What was your each of your guys's favorite thing from the show? And it could be like favorite thing from a major p- p- a publisher, and then favorite thing from like a small independent. Yeah, I have to think. I mean, the, the first thing. Hmm, so the first thing that came to mind. This is after you left Damon, but I I had a lot of fun with with Vacation Simulator. I I wouldn't yeah. even say I didn't have that much time to to play it at the show, but it just like getting back to that kind of silly fun reminded me of how much fun I had with job simulator. And it was something that I was just like really looking forward to playing, I guess. Um, I'm trying to think of the next thing that I would say was kind of the yeah, most from like, a, from like a small, much smaller from a smaller developer. Yeah. That you, no, that, that you like? That's what I'm trying to think. Cause, cause some of the stuff, Honestly, you guys played more of the smaller, the smaller experiences. I'm thinking, so because I'm trying to remind me. Also, yeah. What what did you what did you think, Zane? So, um, well, one of the one of the games that I tried, and this was after you had met with Vertigo Games already, but uh, they had a little demo of it at the. um, They had a little demo of it at the HTC Vive like VR play area. Was the Sky World Kingdom Brawl. Um, you know, I, Damon, I think you had shown me the Skyworld game like, well, you know, a couple months ago or however long ago it was. But uh, that game was it, – it was fun. I played it for a while. But it was also like really complicated. And what they did was just take away a lot of the complicatedness and kind of give you just the fighting portion of it, which which is where a lot of the fun is. So it becomes like this card playing – I don't know how they describe it, but it's like a VR card game where you're actually, it's strategy. But I, I had a lot of fun with that. Um, I think just seeing that had me excited because obviously you guys know I'm, I'm really big into the strategy game. So uh, just seeing yeah. that they had distilled yeah, that down into into the best parts of the game had me excited. That and then Furious Seas was actually another one that I, I really enjoyed. Um, and I know You liked it. You, you did great at that. That was, that was really fun. Yeah, was you know, there was, to watch there was, you play it. There was, there was something, there was a cool element to that. I mean, I think, I think, the pirate genre is just fun in general, and I think that like, you know, we're 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 probably still a, f- a bit away from having like a full on AAA kind of title where you can do everything from you know driving a ship and getting into naval warfare and also having like you know swordplay. But uh, you know, it was it was something that I hadn't tried before, and um, you know that that was it was cool for me, and I liked it. Dude. So, so you just reminded me. So, I didn't get a chance to check out Furious Seas, but both of you guys have like severely hyped that title up. So, I want to give props to it, even though I haven't 
I'm I'm really excited to try it. I well, can't wait to have doing... have them on the show. If we can get no. them on the show, that would be yeah. great to talk to them and that... do a proper review. Because I, I I've, I've been playing it. Yeah, I've been playing it since July, back when it was like first came out. Yeah, I mean, and, so we uh, we have that interview with uh, with Megan, which will probably be coming up sometime later this week. But uh, yeah. I, I think once uh, Ronnie, once you get a chance to to play it, and I you know I only played oh, a demo version, which lasted. Yeah, we can hear you. But you know, I only played a demo version, which lasted like seven okay. minutes. So I I want to actually dive into the game fully. Um, and they just they just launched a multiplayer option, which I think would be fun for the three of us to get into. <laughs> So, yeah. um, you know, I, th- I think if the three of us can do that, do uh, a little game review or game talk episode and then and then have yeah, uh, have that. one of the folks on the show to, to tell us the story, which is what we like to do. Tell us the story of how the game came to be. Then, um, you know, I think that'd be a lot of fun. So, so yeah. So on on the so the, the game you reminded me of saying that I wanted to tell Damon about was so while you while you guys were playing Furious Seas, I was over uh, trying out some of the. Uh, location-based stuff that that Vertigo Games was showing off, and so ironically, one of the coolest things, and I wanted you guys to come over. Like I, we'll have to. You'll see later when you get it when we get a chance to talk to them about it. There were several times where I was like, "Can I call? Like, do we have time to bring to bring my colleagues over because they really need to try this?" So it was just it, it was Arizona Sunshine. So again, like it was one of those things going into the meeting. It was like, ah, I've already played this. Like, you know, kind of knew. I, I figured I knew what I was going to be getting into, but it was really, really cool because they they were using their location based VR hardware or whatever. So it, it was basically, you know, a, a like a gaming laptop or whatever on your backpack. So you you were wireless, even though you're using Vive Pros as the as the main, you know, HMD. And then instead of wands, they had, uh, have you seen those? I'm sure you've seen them, Damon. The, they're like little handguns that almost look like, like NES style handguns. Like yeah, they, they yeah. kind of look like the duck, duck hunt gun, but they're, yeah, they're more like those, pistols. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so I had two of those with trackers on top of them. And then the thing, but the thing that was really cool is that, the they were using the the what's it called the the version 2.0 lighthouse uh lighthouse base stations so they were able to do like in this setup they had it i think it was like something like six by six meters but then they could actually go up to something like 20 by or 10 by 10 meters so so in this room it was like six by six meters which was something like you know, 10 feet by 10 feet or whatever. It's, you know, a really large room. And there were two of us playing at a time and they redeveloped, they made levels that were specifically designed for that large area. So think like, uh, like, you, you know how there was, there was a game that we played like a while back called Unseen Diplomacy, which yeah. just uses... If you remember it, Zane, and I don't know if you've played it, I Damon, do. One of the one of the games that had the best use of space overall. Yeah. So in that game, what was cool about it, and it just used the the normal, you know, kind of room room scale setup for the vibe. But what it would have you do is like the the game was developed was designed so that you would be crawling around, kind of in in square, like like all the hallways were designed so that you would just be walking. So you never had to use any kind of locomotion. 
yet you felt like you were moving from room to room to room. And so they would have you like, oh, sometimes you have to crawl. Sometimes you have to walk around the edges of this, like, you know, space, blah, blah, blah. But they would just have you like in unique ways uh, walk around in that room scale space so that you were always moving and walking back and forth. But you felt like you were moving in a big environment. So huh. so anyways, in, in this Arizona sunshine thing, they didn't have it quite like that, but they had a huge square set up. So you were only walking in real life. And then and then you would. So so I was in there with one guy and we were completely wireless you know, with the, the backpacks on and we were, you know, protecting our area from the zombies that were encroaching on our square. And I mean, literally like on, if you were in one corner, I'd be shooting all the zombies. And then, Oh, I look on the other side of the room and I see my buddy, like he's getting stormed by zombies. I would literally like, I mean, you're taking like, like 20 steps to get over to him. You're just walking like across the room in, in VR. So you really feel like you're just a like completely free, right? You're just walking across an entire room to get to somebody to shoot to shoot at the zombies on them. So, anyways, you know, fend off all those zombies. We go over to an elevator, pull the pull the lever, and now on that elevator, we're moving down. And now, like, you know, we're in a completely new environment, and all of a sudden, we're in this huge elevator shaft. And in the elevator shaft, I we had to jump from the elevator to like piping that was on the side so we could so we could walk across the piping and get to like uh, a cement platform on the other side and literally like as as used to vr as i am like jumping off the off the elevator to the pipe because we've been walking around for so much in this big area for so long like all of a sudden i felt like you know that first time in vr where you have to jump over a, a like a chasm or something, and literally, I felt scared. And it was like such a crazy experience for someone like me to have that feeling, like so strong. Like it, it was a really strong feeling of oh shit, I'm really high up, you know, on this on this ledge. I don't want to. They fall. made you feel that sense of presence again, huh? Yeah, and as soon as That's as cool. soon as That's I cool. as soon as I got that 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 feeling, I was just like man, this is so like, and it, it just made me realize how amazing it is when you get that super immersed feeling. And that's actually something I'm really excited about with the quest because I mean, you, you get sucked into worlds when you, when you feel like you're completely free. And I think that's one of the things that hopefully like moving into this, into, in, into the future where we can play VR anywhere, we're going to have more and more opportunities or developers are going to have more and more opportunities to be able to, to create experiences that that trick our minds like like some of those early experiences used to. So anyways, that was so the Arizona Sunshine location base it, like even if you've played Arizona Sunshine, it's super cool. And I, I don't know where when it's gonna be available and in, in any kind of public settings or whatever, but yeah, there's something about about that that whole, you know, being in a in this large environment thing. It makes me really want to play the vo- Try out the void. I've never, I've never had a chance to go and check that out, and I've heard really amazing things. But I mean, there, there is something to these, these larger scale VR setups. I think. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward. To, next time me and I go to Orlando, I'm going to take my daughter and do the Star Wars one. 
So yeah, yeah you have to def definitely and, is something we're looking toward towards. And ironically, I mean, not that they haven't agreed to come on the podcast or anything like that, but uh, some of the folks that are involved with creating that, the, the Star Wars one in, in Orlando, and I, I haven't gotten a chance to try it out, but some of those folks are actually like, I think they're the ones that are behind some of the, the heart, like the, on the hardware side of things. I think they're actually located here in Chicago and I, I might have a connection to one of, one of the guys over there. So we might have to see if we're, we're able to talk to some of them sometime. That would be fun, but, man. I, I, I just heard about it this past weekend too. So I think that would be worthwhile to check out. Yeah. But anyways, yeah. So that was something really cool that I got to try out and it wasn't, it didn't immediately come to mind because like I said, it's, it's a game I've, I've technically played before, but I mean, yeah, anytime you, you have that, that feeling like you're completely lost in, in your environment, I think that's it's always really fun. Well, it's just good to see, um, you know, that there's still VR experiences, even though, like, you've played this game before, but there's still ways that it can feel super fresh to you, you know? Like, that to me is exciting and inspiring because it's like, you know, that as the tech improves, like, all these experiences we'll be able to revisit at some point and be like, wow, they're, they're even better now because all of a sudden, like we can do so much more within them. Yeah. And, and I especially like when developers just like target a very specific type of thing. Like, like the thing that was, I think unique about what they were doing there isn't necessarily the fact, I mean, yeah, like the huge room space was amazing and, you know, using like the guns helped make me more immersed and all of that. But I think it's just the fact that they knew that, okay, we're going to design a, a, like a, a level and a gameplay uh, experience that is specific for this environment. If they knew we we're going to be working with this large space, what can I do with it? And I mean, I think that was part of why I loved some of those early room scale games so much is because a lot of times like they were developing around the idea that, yeah, these people are going to have, like X amount of space, whatever. Like, I still think, yeah, it, whether you have that much space or you have way little space, like, yeah, I, I like it when developers can kind of try to gear what they're designing towards a specific use case and then really hone it in and make it perfect for that kind of experience. And so maybe, maybe with the Oculus Quest, like the fact that everybody's going to have the exact same hardware, like, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I know it's a Snapdragon, but like Damon was saying before, I mean, the games we were playing looked pretty damn good. Like they looked, they looked pretty decent. And so maybe by locking in that spec, uh, that'll allow developers to really get the most out of that hardware and create some really, really amazing stuff. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I'm, I'm totally with you. I think that there's, there's still just so much potential with what can be done. Yeah. But, Cool, Matt. Well, let's go ahead and uh, and wrap this up. Uh, any final thoughts that you guys had on GDC, or maybe maybe you know what we've we've talked so much about uh, GDC twenty nineteen. Um, what uh what would be maybe something that you guys would be looking forward to next year? Uh, you know, like considering where we're at right now, just maybe a quick thought of like what you're hoping to see in terms of hardware or, or software next year. David, um, I know it's like. You know, never, never try to think that Valve's going to do anything. But I, I really do think <laughs> that, that by the next GDC, that the Valve headset has come Dude, out. That the Knuckles final say, yeah. version, yeah, the final version of the Knuckles has come out, 
and the final and the and the and the and the Valve headset has been released, and it would be great if there'd be one more lighthouse because I, you guys were talking earlier about, uh, you know, inside this is kind of, kind of the time of Inside Out. I, I think there's room for everybody, and I, I certainly know that location-based stuff is going to want to have like. If there's any way to have like a little bit better than what you can have at home, they're always going to, mm-hmm. you know, that's like all, you know, uh, arcade type stuff. They want to have better than what you would normally have at home. And if it goes into some niche kind of thing where whatever, but I think there's room for everybody out there. Uh, the, the, the the prospect of inside out tracking headsets is amazing. And the, to be able to have portability and just set something up fast is awesome. Um, but yeah, that's my biggest hope is that that Valve has their headset and knuckles by next yeah. GDC. Same for you. And maybe I, a game I, or two. I, I, I'm just going to double down on what Damon said. And I totally agree about the, like, I think inside out is probably the future for most consumers, but that said, like some of us, like I, I know probably all of us on the call, like, I mean, the reason we got our vibes, like despite the fact that we knew we were going to have to mount things to our walls, is because we just wanted the best, you know? And like, yeah, I hope, I hope whoever it is, and I, I really hope it's Valve, uh, releases hardware out there that really pushes the envelope and does something really cool. And whatever, like, I, yeah, I, at the end of the day, whatever brings out the best products is what I want. Um, but I just, yeah, I just want some cool stuff to come out next year and, and hopefully, I, yeah, I I really want to see what Valve's been working on because everything that they've released up to this point is just you know kind of blown away my expectations. So and and a little caveat to that is uh, you know the trackers came out from HTC, but they're kind of expensive and they're sometimes hard to find. They're a hundred bucks a piece, and ideally you'd want to have three or at least three on you to get like full body tracking. And I mm. I don't know other than you know capturing your hands and arms and possibly your legs with the cameras on a, on a headset, the idea of having lots and lots of trackers in a room along with you, uh, it's kind of outside the realm of those, which is understandable. It's, it's, it's out, right now it's outside the realm. Cause who wants to spend $300 on three HTC trackers? But if valve came through with something, you know, a $30 tracker, I think that would be a game changer. If they said, Oh, it's 30 bucks and you for, $90 plus some straps, you can have full body tracking along with mm-hmm. our headset. I think mm-hmm. if anybody could do it, they could do it. So mm-hmm. that would be a little like, wouldn't it be great if we had some alternative to a $100 Vive tracker? Yeah. Well, what about you, Zan? Well, you know what? I, I don't have the, the personal history with Valve that I think you guys have, but from what I hear, I, you know, I would love to hear what Valve is working on. Um, I'm not going to say that that's, that's my answer since you guys both are, are on that already. <laughs> I, I think for me, like it's, it's really tough to give any specifics. I think, I think what I'd want to see though, is, um, potentially a, a branded, uh, first party title or just like major title. You know what I mean? Like. I would love to be able to see somebody working on, and I know I know we had like Skyrim and Fallout Four, but it just felt like those fell a little bit flat with the the community in general. 
But, um, you know, just, I don't know, something Marvel related, something Star Wars related, something Harry Potter related, like something that is just, you know, like allows you to dive into the world and like lore of some of the favorite, like, um, just, you know, stories that we've grown up with. Does it make sense? Like just to be able to like dive into that because VR is so different, right? Obviously like we play games because we enjoy or at least some of us, but you know me specifically. You and what I'm the story. And what I'm hearing from you is, yeah, what I'm hearing from you is you want some like you want a big blockbuster like franchise title, whatever you know, whatever franchise, something big like that, but done right so that it felt it, it lived up to the potential that that franchise could be in VR. because yeah, we've had we've had little titles here and there. Exactly. That, yeah. You know, we're on like we're based on franchises, but. They were always kind of gimmicky, kind of half-assed, like, you know, just, you know, cash grabs, whatever, advertisements. It, 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 yeah, it you want something that's a, like top quality, but also makes you, you know, yeah, yeah enjoy it, it that. Does, it doesn't that need to be like super long. I'm not, I'm not asking for like a hundred hours of gameplay. Like I, I think, you know, just the, the couple things that come to mind, like one will be like the, uh, like we, we had, there was a Batman game, but I, that was actually something that just came to my mind, but you know the Star uh, not Star Wars the Spider Man game that. But came again, out I, with, I don't think any of it lived up to the hype. You know? No, no, and, yeah, and like, some of the, some of these were free experiences, so I'm not even like bashing them as uh, necessarily cash grabs. But but although there were some of yeah. those, but you know I I feel like um just just something that like just something that is more like a proof of concept, right? Like something where mm-hmm. you know it's it's got the same amount of gameplay and depth as a title from. Uh, Servios or one of these more, you know, one of the studios that has given us, uh, you know, these, these games that we've been able to really sink our teeth into, but allows us to, mm-hmm. to really dive into um, the, yeah, just to dive into the world of whatever it is that, that we love, you know what I mean? So, and, and yeah. granted, like, obviously like I'm thinking very pop culture related, which, which I, 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 I am not saying is the only thing, right? Like I, I think a killer app is a killer app regardless. And I think that a game is, is good regardless. Um, and I, and I want to, you know, this podcast is all about supporting indie developers who come up with cool and unique concepts. Uh, but I think it would be nice to see, um, you know, one of these, one of these major, uh, media companies or entertainment companies kind of taking a chance with VR and saying like, Hey, let's, let's actually throw down some money or license our, our content out to, uh, a major, major VR developer to get something cool out there. Right. Like, I think I think we've reached that point, and I think and I, I I do believe that there is some of that happening now, but I'd love to make sh- I'd love to see it done right. Yeah, so. no, I agree. Cool yeah. guys, it'd be, it'd be great. Well, yeah, well, well, we can uh, we can all dream and hope, and hopefully, uh, <laughs> hopefully, we do hear some news from Valve, and maybe maybe our two things will be combined into one. We'll see. Who knows? But, <laughs> but um, yeah, so I appreciate the time. This has been fun. Uh, guys, we have so much more content from GDC, but it was a blast going down there with you. And, uh, I hope that we get a chance to do it again in the future. Absolutely. All right, guys. Well, thank you all for tuning in. Uh, we really appreciate it. We will be back next Monday with another VR news roundup. But in the meantime, uh, as we had said before, keep an eye out. We're probably going to have some episodes dropping every day this week if, or we'll try to have something dropping every day this week as we, Uh, consolidate our content and uh, organize it and get it out to you guys. But until then, have a good one and uh, take care. Bye.